Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Wisdom for Women from Yoga and Ayurveda podcast. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Jennifer Allen and I'm your guide. I'm guiding you to lead a more rested life, to align with nature's rhythms, and to honor your divine soul purpose. This is episode 26. I can't believe it. And this episode is about how to align your yoga practice with the rhythms of nature. It's about embodying the wisdom of Ayurveda in your yoga practice. I believe our practice is not meant to be the same every day. Just as the seasons shift and change and the lunar rhythm shifts and changes, just as the energy throughout the day shifts and changes, so do we and so does our energy. We are not designed to be the same all the time. We shouldn't have to show up to our lives and to our practice in the same way every single day. I was just talking about this to a one-on-one client and we were discussing this idea of showing up, even if we're teachers, coaches, guides, parents, showing up as we truly are and modeling this for our students and clients and family and friends. So today I'm showing up for you in my week of winter. I follow the energy of the moon throughout the month and we are headed into or approaching a new moon. And this is really a time where I have way less energy. I considered not doing a podcast for this week, but I am committed to a weekly podcast and I'm committed to showing up as I am. So I'm showing up with a little less energy, a little less um, spunk, but I have no less passion for this topic of, for these topics of yoga and Ayurveda and rest. Um, and really this is a beautiful example of how we can show up to our practice, even as our energy shifts and changes, even as the energy of the seasons around us are shifting and changing, we can still show up, but we can make adjustments. We can make adaptations for our practice each and every day. And I can't wait to talk to you a little bit more about this. But before we go any further, let's stop, let's pause, and let's begin this podcast even in rest. I'd like to do a quick rest check-in with you guys. So find a comfortable seat, close your eyes, and let's take three breaths together. Inhaling. Exhale, release. Inhale again. Exhale, release. One last breath together. And as you linger here for a few moments, feel into the physical body, the mental body, and the spiritual body or the soul. And on the scale of one to 10, 10 being supremely rested and one being utterly and completely exhausted. How rested are you right now? I am about a four and that's okay, right? Like I said, I'm in my wintering phase right now or my week of winter. So 
being a four is actually, I actually feel pretty good about that. So depending on where you're at and how you are doing, I wanted to remind you that I'm here to support you in creating a rested life. This episode is brought to you by the Seasonal Rest Reset Series. We are going to have our Winter Rest Reset January 14th through February 3rd. This is a three-week yoga nidra-based experience that will allow you to rest into the new year, that will allow you to create a year with rest as the foundation. We will be resting our body to revive our soul. I guarantee you resting for 21 consecutive days will change your life. Check out the show notes for more information and, and registration. Now, back to today's episode about embodied yoga for winter. In Ayurveda, there are 20 qualities and five elements that form or combine to create the three doshas or energies. Again, those are vata, pitta, and kapha. And right now we are in vata season. This late winter, late fall, excuse me, early winter season is vata season. And the main qualities of vata vata and vata season that I want to discuss are dry, cold, dry, and windy or mobile. So these qualities are in the environment around us and they are building as we move through the season. So what happens in the environment around us is also going to happen within us. So our bodies might get cold, dry out, and um, become ungrounded or mobile, right? So In Ayurveda, there's a principle, like increases like, and opposites bring balance and healing. So this time of year, I want my practice to be warming, nourishing, and grounding. And this is what I'm personally doing, and this is what I'm sharing with students and clients inside the Embodied Yoga Collective. I want our practices to be warming, nourishing, and grounding. So this might look different for each and every person based on your constitution, your imbalance, your location, your preferences, but there are commonalities to everyone to make your practice more warming, more nourishing, and more grounding. So right now in the Embodied Yoga Collective, we are practicing yoga for winter. We're aligning with nature and to the wisdom of Ayurveda. So we're practicing yoga to warm, to nourish, and to ground. We have a pose of the month, a practice of the month, a mudra of the month, and a mantra of the month. Now, sometimes this may go for a month or two or three. We really dive deep into um, a theme. But this pose, practice, mudra, and mantra, they're woven throughout the month or months to really deepen the teaching and to deepen the experience. So how do we warm, nourish, and ground ourselves through our yoga practice? So to warm, we might do pranayama, breath work, like ujjayi or bellows. We might do more of a flowing type of, our slow flow type of movement where we're not just holding static, although that can be very grounding, but we want to bring in a little bit of movement as well to warm and heat the body. How do we nourish in our practice? We might dry massage the body. We might touch um, or hug the body. We might oil massage the feet before Shavasana. I really love forward folds as a way to turn inward and nourish your senses. 
um, mantra for the mind and for the soul. These are all very nourishing. How do we ground in our practice? We might practice reclined upon the earth. You know, having that full body connection with the earth can be very grounding. We might do seated forward folds. Again, as I mentioned, folding inward, not only nourishing, but grounding. We might do standing poses with real intentional foundation through the feet. Poses to support the root chakra will, chakra will also be very beneficial. So these are all things that I am practicing myself and teaching students within the Embodied Yoga Collective. Now, this is not a one-size-fits-all practice, but if you come to the practice with an openness and a willingness to go within, to see what is present and to see what is needed on any particular day for your practice, you can customize what I'm offering to make it more warming or less warming. You can make it more nourishing or less nourishing, more grounding or less grounding. We, we start with this same foundation and then we can customize the practice for our needs. Say for instance, um, seated forward fold, right? There's ways we can make it more warming, more grounding, more nourishing, right? And so we'll all start with a common baseline and then we can customize our practice. And this is the beauty of practicing, especially the beauty of practicing from home uh, in online platform or format. So again, we are in Vata season, we are in early winter, and we really want to bring the elements, the qualities of warming, nourishing, and grounding to our yoga practice. If you have any questions about this, or if you find this exploration of embodied yoga really interesting, I invite you to join us in the Embodied Yoga Collective. Each month, as we move through the month, we rest in, then we align, flow, explore, and restore. I'm going to put the link below for you to join the waitlist for the Embodied Yoga Collective as I'm having a big enrollment in early February. All right. Thank you guys so much for being here, for exploring the wisdom of Ayurveda, the wisdom of yoga, the wisdom of nature. Until next time, I see you. I appreciate you. And I love you.